Season 5, Episode 12, our midweek bonus episode. Yes, well, you know, we had enough this week to give you a bonus episode, and I had time to do it. So, yes, but we made it back from visiting colleges, and it looks like I now have a transfer student on my hands, and it's coming sooner than we thought. So, he must have really liked the college. Okay. And um, you're going to really like the stupidity this week. I guarantee it. In fact, it's so stupid, Dutch people have it written in solar panels on their houses. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. But be careful if you're out there trying to get a stupid story. You don't want to get beaten to death by an 82-year-old man with a cane. (laughs) Such was the case with an 82-year-old North Fort Myers, Florida man who had to fight off an intruder with a cane. The intruder got inside his house in the Suncoast Estates neighborhood. The old man is Ronald Lucas. He said he heard a loud bang and thought it was the roofers that he had hired starting to work. He goes outside and, according to the reports, he watched the intruder walk up his porch steps and enter his house. (laughs) Lucas says, As soon as I saw it, my wife had an operation, so I knew I had to get to her. He said what happened next was just instinct. He says, I backed him all the way out. I just kept knocking him. Finally, I hit him so hard he fell all the way down the steps and hit the rocks. Then that's when I came at him with the cane again. Uh, Lucas said he didn't stop there. He kept hitting him all the way down Laurel Lane. Lucas adds, Finally, another guy comes along and says, You better leave that old man alone. And I said, Well, it's too late. I've already beat the tar out of him. <laughs> Once the man went out, was out of his home, Lucas and his wife called the Lee County Sheriff's Office. He says, The deputy said that I wish he ran into me, and I said I wish he had too. Well, Lucas had bruises all over his arms from fighting off the man, but he said he can't let his guard down. Lucas said he helped the sheriff's office identify the intruder. Detectives say they're now filing charges through a warrant request with the state attorney's office. Don't want to mess with these old old geezers, folks. telling you. You don't want to mess with a Dutch town when you're trying to put up your solar panels either. There's a novel pattern of solar panels on the roof of three terraced houses in the Netherlands, which is located in a little town called Doorn. It sparked a investigation by the local town council because, well, you see, they spell out the letters L-U-L. That's the Dutch slang word for <clears throat> penis. <laughs> the roof has caused a little bit of social media stir, And sometimes the houses are even buzzed by low-flying helicopters that want to take a photo, which has prompted the local town council to take action. Now, the owner of the middle house, who preferred to remain anonymous, obviously, was the last to get the solar panels. He said the shape had to be a bit different because, well, there's a skylight on the roof. He tells the Gerlander newspaper the panels had to be placed around the skylight so it became a U. And that means the panels spell out lull, which is really the word in Danish for dick. (laughs) Rez Petter, who lives at apartment 38, is not happy about the arrangement and asked the Housing Association if it could do something about the lettering. He tells the paper, 
Surely the people who install the panels should have been more careful. All in all, I am not happy and I don't see the humor. But Patrick, who lives at number 42, is pleased with the impact on his electric bill. And the occupant of the U-Home says he would rather the neighborhood be known for the solar panels than criminality. Local councils, though, has started an investigation. Town official Rob Jorg tells the newspaper we have to decide if this is acceptable or not. You don't need a permit for solar panels, but that does not mean you can just do what you like. (laughs) Well, I guess the same can be said on what you want to call your company's uh, very recognizable official vehicle. You know, some names are just the worst when it comes to the Oscar Mayer um, promotional vehicle. If you might remember a few months ago in a recent episode of the podcast, I was talking about the hot dog-shaped Wienermobile changed its name to the Frankmobile. Now, the distinctive Wiener on wheels has decided to revert back to the original name. Oscar Mayer, uh, which has uh, several of the Wienermobiles, announced on Instagram that the Frank Mobile is toast. The Wienermobile rides again. The name change announced uh, by the Kraft Heinz company was really meant to pay homage to the brand's 100% beef franks and their new recipe. For fans of the original name, the change was, uh, frankly, ridiculous. The Instagram post reads, quote, It's been a Franktastic summer, but like you, we've missed our this wonderful icon. Help us welcome back the Wiener Mobile. And good thing our reporters were on the scene at the press conference to catch the big announcement. We at Oscar Mayer are changing the name of the Frank Mobile back to the Wiener Mobile. We thought about it long and hard and came to the conclusion that changing the name in the first place was the worst. Some bonehead in marketing made a ding-dong move, and our customers got the shaft. I'm not trying to be cocky, but we took a vote with the staff, and there wasn't a lot of stiff competition. So welcome back, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oscar Mayer was headquartered at one point at the Wisconsin capital of Madison for nearly 100 years. Then it moved to Chicago in 2015. The first Wienermobile, by the way, was created in 1936. It's gone through several itinerations since then. The people that drive the Wienermobiles around to promotional events are known as uh, hot doggers. Maybe you know the most famous hot dogger. It's former U.S. House Speaker Paul Ryan. He drove the Wienermobile one summer while he was in college. You you just think you could drive the Wienermobile and that could lead to being a U.S. senator. Hmm. Well, if you're driving a Wienermobile, make sure you're driving it legally. You uh, don't want to steal something like that. Unless, of course, you have an advanced kid. And you know you have an advanced kid when they're walking at six months or dropping full sentences at two years or driving across the country in a stolen vehicle at 10 years old. (laughs) Police in Florida pulls over the stolen car at 4 o'clock in the morning and they discover the driver was a 10-year-old boy. His passenger his 11-year-old sister, and they were the thieves. The siblings stole their mom's car. Why, you might ask? Well, they were mad at her because she took their electronics away from them. They drove almost 200 miles before they got pulled over. That's right, 200. They were more than three hours away from home when they were caught. Now, it's unclear what their plan was, if they ever had one. Their mom picked them up and She's not pressing charges. Because of that, the officers say it's only a traffic violation, so the kids won't be charged. But still, they're incredibly lucky that they didn't hurt themselves or anybody else. (laughs) Hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you make poor choices. Sometimes you make poor choices when you try to go out on a date. And I love watching those dating game shows when people make poor choices. Well, just when you thought the dating shows had figured out every possible premise and every possible gimmick, now we get this. Naked Attraction. Have you seen it? It's a new show where people actually choose a mate based on their naked bodies. That's a British show. But now you can watch it in this country on Max. Now, this is how it works. In each episode, 
one person has six potential dates to choose from. These dates are completely naked, and they're inside these little translucent cubicles. And uh, one body part is revealed at a time. So basically, you start with uh, the cubicle being raised to where you see their feet, maybe then their calves, and then their knees, and then their thighs, etc., etc. Their faces are revealed last. As body parts are revealed, the chooser is eliminating potential dates until only two remain. Then, this is where it gets interesting, the chooser gets naked and they offer their critiques. Hmm. Now, once they make a match, the couple goes on a date uh, with their clothes on. It all sounds pretty horrible, but people will watch it if only for the disclaimer before each episode, which says, quote, The following series contains full frontal nudity, coarse language, and graphic discussions about the human body. <laughs> I would watch it for that disclaimer, frankly. Whatever happened, the following program may require viewer discretion. You know, I don't know, just... Well, here's a guy who wasn't naked, <clears throat> but he was shirtless. And he had a dog on his lap driving a golf cart. <clears throat> it's a wild video. And he's a suspected drunk driver who gave the cops a slip during this 10-mile chase through the streets of California. Again, like I said, while driving shirtless in a golf cart with a medium-sized dog on his lap. News helicopters filmed several Los Angeles Police uh, Department squad cars with their lights a-flashing and their sirens a-blaring. Following the cart after it was reported stolen from a San Fernando Valley shopping center, onlookers could be heard cheering and laughing as the suspect, only wearing shorts, nonchalantly drove the security cart with the dog in his lap while being chased through busy streets, including multi-lane main roads. And at times, even the officers jumped out of their cars to try to grab him just for him to repeatedly evade them, even though the cart had a top speed of 19 miles an hour, according to Fox 11. Cops even tried using spike strips without success before the suspect was finally boxed in in a 7-Eleven parking lot about 10 miles from where the chase started. Here's the chase and uh, a statement that uh, this guy yells out during his arrest. Now, what this guy did was wrong, yeah. But look, if you're going to get drunk and drive a golf cart, at least play 18 holes like the rest of us. The guy even had a dog on his lap. I guess after waking up also with a wicked hangover, he definitely needed a little hair of the dog, too. Nothing like this has ever happened since that wild, slow-speed Bronco chase with O.J. Simpson. Well, if you're going to get drunk, definitely make it worth getting drunk over. I mean, drunk driving is always dumb, no matter what. But I got to say, this has to be probably the dumbest example I've seen in quite a while. There's a 34-year-old named Jesus Carreno Ortiz, who was driving drunk in Santa Rosa, California. That's about an hour north of San Francisco. He apparently ran out of booze. So, he decided he's going to hop into his truck and go get more. Luckily, he didn't hurt anybody except himself when he ended up crashing into the liquor store. He pulled into the parking lot, never hit the brakes, slammed right into the southeast corner of the building. Pretty banged up from the crash, but the guy still managed to get out of his truck and walk into the store where he still tried to buy more booze. So the cops takes him to the hospital, then to jail. His blood alcohol, by the way, 0.32, four times the legal limit. So he got a DUI. Oh, it turned out his license was also suspended. So he's also facing charges for that as well. <laughs> yeah, nothing like uh, double whammy. So, well, look, if you're going to try to do stuff illegally, you might want to stop and, you know, put a little thought into it. Like this guy who needs to maybe work on weighing the pros and cons before he decides to act on stuff. This uh, 33-year-old drug dealer near Tampa Bay, Florida, 
He got arrested after calling the cops because he reported a customer stole 10 bucks. His name is Eric Thomas, and when the cops got there, he walks up to them holding 11 small bags of pot. By the way, it's still illegal in Florida. Only medical marijuana is allowed. Now, according to the arrest report, he freely admitted he was selling weed. He said someone ran off with 10 bucks, and, well, they arrested him on the spot. They searched his wallet, and what do you know, they found two small bags of cocaine. Now he's facing charges for that as well. But somehow, this isn't even the stupidest thing he's done recently. I mean, he actually had to appear in court on separate charges, but got arrested when he brought drugs into the courthouse. He was emptying out his pockets to go through a metal detector and pulled out seven Ziploc bags of marijuana. (laughs) Might sound nuts, I know, but maybe if you're dealing drugs, you shouldn't report a theft to the cops. The only explanation is that this guy was getting high on his own supply. He sure was dealing a lot of marijuana, but I guess the people of Tampa Bay need it in order to watch Baker Mayfield quarterback the Buccaneers. I don't know. Well, look, if you have to turn yourself into the cops, I would say this is probably a less than ideal way to do it. A 34-year-old guy named John Hargraves turns himself in at the police station in New Jersey. He does it by plowing his SUV right through the front entrance while he's blaring Guns N' Roses on his stereo. It happened back in September in Independence Township near the Pennsylvania border. The surveillance footage doesn't have audio, but the song that he was blaring was Welcome to the Jungle. He immediately gets out of his wrecked SUV, threw his hands up in the air like he was celebrated, and then got arrested. Thankfully, he didn't hurt anybody, but it did turn out he had also just plowed the same SUV through somebody's garage door minutes earlier to, quote, scare and harass them. Not really clear what that was all about, but nobody was injured in that crash either. Now he's facing multiple charges, including one count of first-degree terrorism, which, by the way, comes with up to 30 years in prison. So I guess he got to go to the jungle after all. And, uh, you know, it's getting close to Halloween. Maybe you're still looking for your perfect Halloween costume. Well, looks like this person hit Spirit Halloween a little early this year. A state trooper in Washington state posted a picture after somebody was caught using the carpool lane with a Halloween mask strapped to the passenger seat. They uh, looped it around on the top part of the seat and then draped a vest around the seat itself to make it look more like a person. Now, unless you was just glancing, that really wouldn't have fooled anybody. I actually found the mask online, and Spirit Halloween does sell it. It's a white mask with glowing orange wires across the mouth, so it kind of looks like the lips are sewn shut. The driver was cited for an HOV violation. Of course, in Washington, the minimum fine for that is 186 bucks. Now, if it's uh, not your first violation, then the cost goes up to 336 bucks. Frankly, that would be enough to scare anybody. You know, I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. If you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you, either by leaving a voice message or a written message. You can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast to a question, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment just might be played and or talked about in a future episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. If you have the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, you can do just that. It's as simple as a phone call. Just download the app at your favorite app store and add the podcast here to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breakers, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. Eric Lane. It's the week in review. And we 
we've got your insane two weeks in review, where anxious Democrats sounded off to the Washington Post about their increasing concerns over President Biden's age and viability heading into the 2024 election. But the president guarantees that he's fine. He says he will easily defeat Herbert Hoover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, some Democrats are really pooping their pants right now. But at least the president doesn't feel so alone anymore. A new study finds engaging in moderate to vigorous exercise between 7 and 9 a.m. is the optimal time for weight loss. So expect gyms to be very crowded around that time. Uh, from January 1st to the 15th, that is. Yeah. 90% of people quit going to the gym after making their New Year's resolutions. That's why my resolution is to stop lying to myself and simply never make the attempt. A Los Angeles couple captured video when their backyard pool was crashed by some uninvited guests, namely a family of bears. Yeah, people from Chicago really love this video because, well, they're not used to watching a fun group of bears, you know. I'd rather have bears than kids in my pool, frankly, you know, because it's uh, less likely that the pool will be filled with urine. And the forecasters with the National Weather Service office in Topeka, Kansas, they caught a serene video of a corn devil swirling through a field. And just let me say, You haven't seen corn floating around like this since the aftermath of your last barbecue. Hundreds of people who identify as dogs gathered in Berlin, Germany's city center for a meetup that went viral. And it was uh, really a mess by the time they left because all the local fire hydrants were absolutely covered in pee. They all communicated only by howling and barking at each other. And, of course, they also said hello by sniffing butts. The long-awaited sequel in the Good Burger saga, Good Burger 2, has finally been given a release date of November 22nd on Paramount+. Plus. You know, this is really going to be like going to an actual fast food joint, you know, because you're going to need lots of alcohol and marijuana to consume the whole thing. Denise Richards and uh, Charlie Sheen's daughter, Sammy, announced that She's getting a boob job, but she has to make a major change in her lifestyle first. Quit vaping. Kind of ironic, you know, she's got to take plastic out of her mouth to put plastic into her chest. Some are speculating that Sammy's getting work done for her OnlyFans page. You know, she knows that most people like big dogs over small ones, so she's just simply helping her sweater puppies grow. Patrick Mahomes received a historic contract restructure from the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes is making so much money while working in Kansas City, he's going to be able to retire and do what all city residents wish they could do. Leave. (laughs) Mahomes is making $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026, which is the most money for an NFL player over a four-season span in league history. So if you're going to Arrowhead Stadium... I hope you have 50 bucks for a hot dog and one beer. The Senate has dropped their dress code. They they first dropped their dress code that required members to wear a jacket and tie. Most people assume this was to accommodate Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, who likes uh, to rather, you know, do his hoodies and gym shorts over the suits and ties. Fetterman deflected criticism about how he dresses on Capitol Hill after the Senate suspended the traditional requirement Fetterman's wardrobe is so bad, it looks like he only shops using Kohl's cash. Actually, though, if uh, you're cut from the same informal cloth, there is a new men's apparel store that might be right for you. Do you want to stand out in the workplace? Then ditch the suit and tie for a hoodie and gym shorts at Fetterman's Warehouse. Our selection of apparel screams, I just got back from the gym but didn't actually work out. The expert tailors at Fetterman's Warehouse will be sure your casual dorm room attire will look three sizes too big. And we'll help you pick out all the accessories, like sneakers that look like the ones you mow the lawn in and keep in the garage. They say clothes make the man, but we make the man look like a 12-year-old boy. Fetterman's Warehouse, you're going to like the way you look. Like you just woke up from a nap. 
I guarantee it. Of course, you'll hear later on the uh, casual attire was soon reversed. But nevertheless, you may have also heard uh, about Lauren Boebert. She was the subject of a searing critique by a news anchor in her home state after being ejected from the audience of the musical Beetlejuice. But Lauren remains focused and says she's still working on rubbing out inflation. Introducing the newest entertainment venue that's sure to rock your world. The Lauren Boebert Musical Theater. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. Come on down to watch Lauren's interpretations of classic musicals. Go out and have dinner, enjoy part of a show. Fondler on the roof. It was mostly a lovely time. Beauty and the Sexy Beast. And I encourage people to go and see it. Jersey Bad Boys. It was a great time. Need help ordering tickets? I don't know how long we're going to be here. Visit our box office and we'll give you a hand. Oh, yeah. The Lauren Boebert Musical Theater. Come embrace the arts. Anchor Kyle Clark of Nine News Denver says, I haven't seen a single person say why I'm shocked that Lauren Boebert was rude, disruptive, and belligerent. Now, some say he's off base, but the video clearly shows Lauren going to second base. And a sports car owner is lucky to have escaped unscathed after a massive pickup truck somehow landed on the roof of their Corvette in Colorado. It was the biggest disaster in that state since the last time Lauren Boebert visited the theaters. It's absolutely devastating for the sports car owner, though, because now he has to figure out another way to tell people he has a very tiny ding-dong. According to new research, whole plain milk or the whole milk plain yogurt can actually help fight against bad breath. But whole milk plain yogurt is healthy. So that means most Americans would just rather live with bad breath. Firefighters in British Columbia came to the rescue of a dog whose name is Lucky, who found himself in a very unlucky position of being stranded on a roof. And after getting stranded on the roof, firefighters are asking the owners to reconsider the dog's name. Although he was lucky to be rescued. Now the only thing he has to deal with is his dog friends making fun of him for getting stuck like a cat. Tom Hanks, you know, he's long been obsessed with outer space. He recently admitted in an interview he'd do practically anything to get there, including cooking and cleaning. Although, just like Gen Z and millennials, there's absolutely no way Tom knows how to do either of those things. Hanks says, I would rather, I would like to be the guy, you know, that cleans up, tells stories, and keeps everybody entertained. Yeah, going to the moon would be nuts for Tom because he's never been so high which would be kind of nice because he'd finally be able to relate to his son, Chet. During a a recent podcast interview, Tom Brady completely shut down the idea of returning to the NFL to play for the Jets, mainly because after going through a divorce, well, he's already endured enough pain and suffering. It would be impossible, though, for Tom to play for the Jets. I mean, after all, he's only ever participated on winning franchises. And former President Trump was swarmed by a crowd of his supporters when he made a stop at a Bettendorf, Iowa bar where he was handing out pizzas to those in attendance. Of course, not to be outdone, President Biden also showed up and handed out some Stouffer's TV dinners. <laughs> so now, some now want Trump charged and prosecuted, you know, because uh, allowing people to eat Iowa pizza is considered by many to be cruel and unusual. And the 92-year-old chairman of Fox News and Fox, or News Corporation, Rupert Murdoch, you know, now has announced he's stepping down. It's going to end his 70-year career. This guy's so old. He's been in the same profession for so long, it's kind of hard to believe he's not a career politician. And according to a new survey, one in four young adults expect to leave the state of Michigan within the next 10 years, and uh, the other three in four have already left. It's kind of hard to believe so many people expect to leave Michigan, mainly because you'd think they couldn't go anywhere after their cars got stolen while parked in Detroit. And according to travel experts, Frankenmuth, Michigan, has the best Oktoberfest celebration in America. All the strong German beer, I think, is necessary in that state, you know, because it helps people make it through an entire Detroit Lions game. Police in England said officers spotted a South American porcupine on the loose. You know, people in England haven't seen a prick like this since the last time Prince Harry visited. (laughs) Police attempted, though, to pursue the non-native animal, but it was uh, lost in a garden. Of course, cops would never venture into a garden because they don't grow donuts in there. Of course, um, You know that um, Whoopi Goldberg caught a little flack 
Because she continued hosting The View throughout the writer and actor strikes, some SAG-AFTRA members were accusing Whoopi of scabbing. They wanted The View off the air, but I think that was before the strikes happened. And Senator Joe Manchin said he was going to prepare this bipartisan resolution, reinstating the Senate's dress code, which, by the way, was passed unanimously. They say, dress for the job you want. So I guess it looks like John Fetterman would rather be panhandling the streets of Philly. A plethora of lawsuits over photography hacks in fast food advertising have made food litigation one of the fastest growing areas of law, according to legal experts. People say these pictures are so fake they may as well be on an Instagram influencers page. (laughs) A record number of lawsuits have been filed since 2020 alleging misrepresentation in food marketing against several fast food giants like uh, Taco Bell, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, and Arby's. But if you think food from these establishments will look good in person, you should be sued for stupidity. A new study reveals that many U.S. cities are seeking or seeing an uptick in the number of people that are living alone. But I call baloney on this because in order to live in an American city these days, you need at least four roommates. Workers at an Indiana car wash made a rather shocking discovery while examining the front bumper of a customer's car. A stuck groundhog, and that groundhog delivered terrible news to the driver. At least six more weeks of being stuck living in Indiana. Donald Trump poured some fuel on a simmering feud with Howard Stern. He ripped the self-described king of all media as a broken weirdo. (laughs) Kind of sad, you know, because these two did used to be friends. But Stern used to also be a regular weirdo. A new survey finds that 20% of NFL fans think the New York Jets are the most cursed franchise in the league. Of course, you'd think that percentage would be higher, but you have to keep in mind that the Browns and the Lions also exist. ChatGPT developer OpenAI is expanding its product's functionalities to keep it ahead of the competition, which includes the ability now to speak with users and carry on a conversation. But look, if you want to listen to robotic language, You could just simply tune into any Kamala Harris speech. Starbucks was recently ordered by a federal judge to face a lawsuit claiming that some of its refresher fruit drinks lacks, uh, well, fruit. Some are claiming that these drinks are artificial garbage, which you'd think would be fully embraced by Americans. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, in this country, we drink soda phony sports drinks like Gatorade and energy drinks. I mean, if anything, fake tea from Starbucks is probably healthy for most of us. Of course, we've had a deal that's reached now with the WGA to end their five-month strike, and word is now that writer Greg Daniels wants to reboot The Office, you know, because what better way to kick off a new era of writing than by creating a reboot of a show that was already a reboot? (laughs) Truly amazing, you know, that within five minutes of the strike ending, yet another reboot is announced. Hollywood writers are so out of ideas, we should have just let the robots take over. And uh, the team plane for the Pittsburgh Steelers had to make an emergency landing when it came back from Las Vegas because of an oil pressure failure in one of the engines. This plane was such a miserable failure, people just can't believe it wasn't a New York jet. A new survey says that 50% of American homes are unprepared for safe electric vehicle charging. And similarly, 50% of Americans are unprepared for the amount of verbal abuse that they're going to endure due to owning an electric vehicle. Okay, look, I'm teasing. Yeah, the only time you're going to be made fun of is if you drive a hybrid Toyota Prius, of course. And a flying car recently made its public debut at the Detroit Auto Show. And Detroit was the perfect city to showcase this vehicle because, look, if they could prove it's much harder to carjack a car in the air, see? Uh, Alif Aeronautics, it's a California-based startup, unveiled their Model A prototype flying car. Kind of makes sense that this was developed in Cali, you know, because we're always trying to avoid human excrement on the streets. A fourth installment in Paramount Pictures' rebooted Star Trek franchise is still on the tracks, according to writer and director Lindsay Anderson Beer. Now, this is the story of the year. Unfortunately for this lady, that year is 1966. Well, seriously, look, we really have to stop with both the Star Trek and the Star Wars content. 
Otherwise, fans of both will absolutely never leave their mom's basements. And President Biden's dog, Commander, attacked yet another Secret Service agent. This dog is an absolute menace to society, which must be why Joe treats him like another son. I mean, this marks the 11th time that the two-year-old canine chomped down on the executive mansion staff. This is unreal, mainly because everybody thought this type of behavior would end after they removed that cocaine from the White House. And residents of a Pennsylvania town are being asked to keep a lookout for a tortoise that escaped his home at a veterinary clinic for the third time, which left workers screaming, how the shell did he pull this thing off again? Pennsylvanians were told to keep an eye out for a slow, awkward, dim-witted creature. And other than Senator Fetterman, they were also told to look out for that tortoise as well. And John Fetterman, you know, is boosting Andy Kim's bid for the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate in New Jersey. He sent out an email asking his donors to contribute to Kim. But I think the real story here is that John Fetterman actually knows how to use email. According to a new survey, only half of hourly employees feel that they will be able to retire comfortably. And the other half laughed off the idea of retirement entirely. <laughs> Among the hourly workers, one in three admit they're winging it when it comes to their retirement plans. I mean, eventually, there'll be so many old farts working that every company is going to look like Congress. And finally, a furious Rory McElroy confronted Team USA caddy Joe LaCava in the parking lot after he was spotted waving his cap in McElroy's face when lining up his final putt. It was a fun drama to witness. But every grandpa in America was passed out on the couch when it happened. Hey! You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards... Florida Fish and Wildlife Police arrested a man that they caught with five undersized, rung, spiny lobster tails hidden in his pants. The man, who police identified as 34-year-old Yasmani Valdez Puebla, was swimming on the south side of the Boca Chica Bridge in the Lower Keys when Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission police saw in the water with a lobster in his hand, according to the agency. Officers on a boat asked the Key West man to swim to them, and as he did, the officers saw him release a mangrove snapper from a T-shirt he was holding. So according to Ariel Callender, the Fish and Wildlife Police spokesperson, one of the officers jumped in the water and retrieved the fish, which was speared. When Puebla boarded the police boat, the officer found the rung tails. Now, by state law, all spiny lobsters must be brought to shore whole. The officers found the man in possession of a total of 17 lobsters, which is one over the legal bag limit, and 12 mangrove snappers, which is seven over the legal limit, Calendar also said. Puebla, who could not be reached for comment, was booked into the Monroe County Jail on a total of 14 misdemeanor fishery counts and was released the next day with an order to appear before a judge, according to the sheriff's online records say. I mean, look, every good lobster poacher knows that shoving the stolen tails in your filthy pants just adds umami to the dish. 
Of course, if you if you thought accidentally catching a few pubes in your zipper was bad, try swimming with a whole spiny lobster shoved down your skivvies. And then there's this, an accused bank robber dressed in women's clothes and wearing a wedding band was actually a teenage boy in disguise, according to Florida deputies. A person wearing black pants, a pink shirt, a jean jacket, a face mask, and bright pink bonnet walked into a Wells Fargo in uh, Tampa, according to a Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office news release. The person was also wearing a wedding band and carrying a purse, according to photos shared by the Sheriff's Office. The person walks up to one of the bank tellers and handed them a note. The note said the person had a gun and demanded money. Now, before the teller handed over any more money or the police could even arrive, the person ran off from the bank in an unknown direction, according to deputies. Attempting to rob a bank is not just a crime, it's a breach of the trust that holds our community together, says Sheriff Chad Cronister in a news release. Now, about two weeks later, deputies identified a 17-year-old boy as the accused robber, according to an updated news release. The boy was found near a public storage area near the Wells Fargo, according to deputies. The deputies did release what led the investigators to the teen. The boy was charged with felony robbery while wearing a mask and was taken into custody and brought to the Juvenile Assessment Center. Bank tellers knew this really wasn't a married woman. I mean, after all, she looked way too happy. I mean, this kid was pretending to be married. Of course, now he'll be locked up for a while to get to experience what that's really like. Or how about this? At least one driver in West Roseville, California, was plagued by a cheesy situation on the roadway, according to police radio traffic. At about 10 minutes after 10 in the morning, dispatchers broadcast a, quote, be on the lookout advisory to officers that a woman had reported flying cheese hitting her windshield in the area of Wood Creek Oaks Boulevard and Baseline Road. It says, one reporting party advised about five minutes ago a piece of cheese hit her window from a passing black sedan unknown plate, a dispatcher says in this audio clip from Broadcastify.com that was shared on Reddit. An officer responded to the advisory asking for the color of the cheese. We're going to go with American cheddar, the dispatcher says. Perhaps the dispatcher was referring to a single slice of processed cheese, which can be a little sticky, you know, when you pull it from the packaging. The single cheese slice has uh, garnered its own viral status on social media platforms like TikTok. Since uh, at least 2021, versions of the cheese challenge have produced clips of people throwing slices of cheese onto vehicles or alternatively unsuspecting toddlers. Imagine flying cheese in the air. You'd see more people standing outside with their mouths open than when it's snowing. I mean, a cheese, a piece of cheese flying right into this woman's window. Look, nobody knows why she's complaining because, look, it sounds like she got a free tasty road trip snack. And what about this? You'll hear about this coming up later in the weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew. But there's a woman in Orange County, Florida that was cited Deputies found out she was keeping a live alligator in her bathtub, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. FWC officials say that they learned from the Orange County Sheriff's Office that a woman was keeping the gator in the bathtub at the Grove Resort and Water Park in Winter Garden, hearing from her that she had borrowed the animal without permission from Croc Encounters in Tampa Bay, where she said she used to work. According to the news release, when FWC officials arrived at a room, they found a juvenile alligator inside the bathtub. An FWC incident summary report goes into greater detail. Now, in that, the woman claimed she visited the business ahead of opening and used the keys that she still had on hand to gain access and then retrieved the reptile and took it to the Orange County Resort, where she was planning to stay for about five days so she could take pictures with it for her birthday. Officers cited the woman referencing the unlawful sale, possession, or transporting of alligators or alligator skins. The owner of the alligator declined to prosecute for the theft or trespassing that occurred, according to the incident report. Now, either she really wanted to make a legit gator skin boots or she was a Cajun making sure she had something to take to the cookout. I mean, people borrow a cup of sugar. People borrow a few bucks to get them through to the next payday. People just don't borrow a critter that could bite your arm off. And you got to check this one out. 
a 35-year-old Indiana middle school teacher, got arrested after two students found her meth stash inside a hidden compartment on her hair scrunchie. And police say she came prepared for subsequent drug tests with a pouch of clean urine in her pants. Helfrich Park STEM Academy had a family fun night for students, and Sarah Duncan came to the event along with her daughter, who was a student at the school. And at the end of the event, Duncan then posed with some students in a photo booth, according to the affidavit. Now, both juveniles stated that Duncan let her hair down for the photo, according to Evansville Police Department officers. And after the photo, the juveniles then cleaned up the area, and they found a bluish-colored velvet-type scrunchie with a white zipper on the table. They noticed the scrunchie was a bit heavier than the typical scrunchie, so they opened the zipper pouch only to find a glass vial that contained a white powder substance that the two believed to be drugs, along with a cut straw with white powder. They notified another teacher. That teacher told them to throw the stuff in the trash. Meanwhile, two janitors working the night of the event told police that Duncan was, quote, frantically searching for some sort of a hair tie after the event had ended. And security camera footage from the school obtained by police showed Duncan wearing that scrunchie earlier in the evening. A field test for methamphetamine on the scrunchie administered by the responding police allegedly came back positive. Duncan was then booked into the Vandenberg County Jail on one count of criminal possession and one count of possession of drug paraphernalia and has since been released on a $1,000 bond on the condition she goes to a drug rehab program. Shoot, look, if I had to deal with kids today in the classroom, I'd definitely need some high-powered narcotics to get me through my day, too. But I mean, I mean, look, the kids nowadays are just so cute, aren't they? They can't read, they can't write or do math, but they can dang sure know how to snitch on somebody. And you'll never believe this. Cops in Mexico arrested a Chucky doll that was used by its owner to terrorize people. Carlos N. used Chucky, considered a demon doll by authorities there, to wield a large and very real knife to frighten locals according to Forza Informativa Azteca. The devious duo was arrested for disturbing public order and endangering the public in Monclova. It's a city in the northern Mexican state of Coahuila. Carlos allegedly was in the main square of the city under the influence of an illicit substance. Juan Raul Alcocer, the former director of the Monclova police, told the outlet, he put the doll in their faces and was scaring people. It is an offensive, and for this reason, he was arrested, he says. They were taken to a police precinct, and both were and had their mug shots taken. The handcuffed doll, which uh, had a knife sticking out of its signature denim overalls, was propped up against the wall and held by its hair as the photo was snapped. The officer who put Chucky the possessed doll made famous from the 1988 horror film Child's Play in cuffs at the behest of local media covering the escapade and was later reprimanded for not taking his job seriously. This cop got reprimanded for taking a pic of the doll in handcuffs. Meanwhile, here in the good old USA, when cops catch a criminal, they call in the entire department to the scene and then they all take selfies with the perp and take a group pic like we used to in elementary school. I mean, the person that really should have been arrested is this moron that approved Chucky's passport. Okay, one more. An hour-long police chase finally came to an end, but not before the suspect weaved through Los Angeles County traffic for more than an hour and then imitated a somersault when the cops told him to get out of the car. Prior to the arrest, Sky Fox was over the scene as the suspect, driving a Mercedes-Benz sedan that was believed to be carjacked, led the Los Angeles Police Department on a chase. Over the course of this high-speed chase, the suspect was seen flying what resembled a Singhalese or Rasta flag. It's unknown what the motive was for the suspect to make the gesture mid-police chase. At one point during the chase, it is believed the suspect tossed a gun while driving along the 110 freeway, and a second gun was eventually recovered by LAPD. The suspect is believed to be connected to a robbery after he was apparently caught with stolen jewelry but it's unknown which robbery case the suspect is associated with. Now, while there were multiple close calls between the Mercedes-Benz and the commuters who had nothing to do with the police chase, no injuries appeared to have happened from the ongoing pursuit. The suspect rolled out of the car 
and tried to display his uh, <clears throat> gymnastic prowess with a uh, less-than-graceful somersault before surrendering to police. Of course, after reviewing the body cam and the cruiser cam footage, the judge ordered the perp to spend three years in jail for the high-speed chase and carjacking, and the jury gave him an overall 2.5 for the sloppy somersault. You know, Rastafarians could never be really good at gymnastics. You ever smoked some Jamaican weed and tried to do anything that requires coordination or energy? <laughs> Ain't happening. Yeah, well, do me a favor. Give the podcast a five-star rating. This is five-star stupidity, folks, I'm telling you. And don't forget, make a little review. Write it up really nice. Make it really stupid. I just might feature it in an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast will help it show up prominently in searches for folks that are out there searching desperately for stupidity. And please share the podcast on social media. Folks don't want you to be stingy with your stupidity. And if you haven't subscribed already, please hit that subscribe button because you don't want to miss any more stupid episodes. And if you're streaming the podcast and get annoyed with all the buffering because you're in cell, crappy cell areas or Wi-Fi coverages, just download the episodes to your podcast player. Personally, I recommend you use the free Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. There's two types of paid versions as well. And besides this particular episode, there's always the weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerro. He'll be answering questions as well with his sage wisdom. You can ask Pancho about anything. And you can even test your skill against Pancho when we have our insane game show every week. And every week after the podcasts are published, I then post some of the articles from all the episodes stupidity on Telegram Messenger. You can read these articles on the app. When you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel on Telegram, you'll be able to comment about the articles and share them with your friends and even post your own comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's free and it's available in desktop or mobile versions for the Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. And I also hope you'll follow me on social media. Just look up the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and swing by my website sometime at InsaneEricLane.com. And this week's verbal meme, men say that women should come with instructions. Now, what's the point of that? Have you ever seen a man actually read the instructions? Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and Vibes music, and is available wherever you download your music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for Podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone, and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. Oh, 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 oh.